Thank you for listening to today's message. Avenue Church is a Christian church located in Las Vegas. For more information, visit avenuechurch.cc. Enjoy the message. Amazing. So if you're a first-time guest, we just want to welcome you here this morning. And so we just want to welcome you to Avenue. And we hope you can fill out that Connect card and you can give it to Avenue Central so we can give you a free gift. As well, if you don't like cards, you can text our number 430 That's 702-430-2729. It's a miracle. I memorized that, all right? But you can connect the word hello to that number. We would just love to get connected with you. We won't spam you. We, ho- we won't harass you. But we just want to give you a free gift. Make sure you feel welcome here at Avenue. Now, my wife mentioned this, and I'm excited because my group starts tomorrow, but we have 12 groups that are happening this summer over the, just the span of during the week, and which is amazing, all right? That's good, that's awesome. So we do have 12 groups. We have quilting, we have arts and crafts, we have golf group on Saturday, come on, golf group. We have men's coffee, and I invite you, if you're a dude, you like coffee and you're going to work at 6.30 a.m., uh, and I'm doing that because I love you, all right? I must decrease, he must increase, all right? So 6.30 a.m. at the Sambalate, that's going to be my group for dudes, for men as well. So we got so many great variety of groups, but also they're free market groups. They're based around a common interest. We got young adults, we got young women, we got all kinds of just a different array of groups. So I encourage you, don't do life alone. It doesn't matter how large the church is, if you're not connected, it will always be too big. So as we grow bigger, we want our church to grow smaller through the community of groups. Also, Growth Track. Growth Track is next week, and we have some amazing growth trackers that uh, graduated. That's a new word, huh? Growth trackers, all right? But we have some amazing avenue people that went through Growth Track and they graduated, so those are their pictures up there, and that's a good bunch. We really enjoy just going through the class in two, two classes in April due to Eastern and Grill and Chill, but we start May 7th, and we're going to do our three classes throughout. So we're going to do step one, which is uh, know God. Step two is find freedom. Step three and four are connected together, which is discover purpose and make a difference. That's our way of helping you discover who you are. Even this morning, someone said, I had no idea. I was an introvert until you said this, this, and this. And so that's what we want to do. We want to help you. So introverts, extroverts, right here, extroverts are like, woo, all right. Extroverts, shout me down this message, all right. Give me some feedback. Say, come on, somebody. And we're going to get into God's Word. We're in a series called Jesus Stories. Jesus Stories. And we've been in this series all month long through Easter. And uh, in this Jesus Stories, we've been looking at different stories that Jesus has either told or stories that, see how powerful it is, or stories that, uh, that Jesus did. So we're trying to find ourselves in these stories that either he told or in the things that Jesus did. I want to say historical things that Jesus did. And so let's go to John chapter 8. John chapter 8. And today I'm going to be reading out of the New King James Version of the Bible. New King James. And someone asked me last week, they said, you know, do you have uh, a favorite version? Like, what's the best version of the Bible? And I said, the one you read. All right? So just crack it open and get to reading that thing. And so John chapter 8, verse 2. And that reminds me too, raise your hand if you did the gospel challenge this week. Raise your hand if you did the gospel challenge this week. That's a lot of hands. That's awesome. Come on. Just give it out, huh? As well, but the Gospel Challenge is reading through the entire book of Mark and uh, all 16 chapters as well. Someone told me he read it through twice, all right? 
And so it was just great to see that on social media. It was great to share that. Even on our A-Team Facebook group, people are sharing just these one verses. And so I challenge you, if you haven't done it, read through the book of Mark this week. It's, it's, it's quick, it's easy, and it's powerful as well. I even love Facebook messages, text messages asking, what does this mean? And I love that as your pastor. So let's go. John chapter 8, verse 2 through 11. I'm reading out the new King James Version, the New King James Version. So John chapter 8, verse 2 through 11. Now early in the morning, Jesus, he came again into the temple. That's why my small group's the most spiritual one, all right? Early in the morning, I'm having coffee, all right? So early in the morning, he came again into the temple, and all the people came to him, and he sat down, and he taught them. He sat down, and he taught them. Then the scribes and the Pharisees brought to him a woman caught in adultery. A woman caught in adultery. Turn to your neighbor and say, caught ya, all right? I caught ya, caught in adultery. When they had set her in the mist, he said to them, they said to Jesus, teacher, this woman was caught in adultery in the very act. Now Moses in the law, the referencing Old Testament, in the law, uh, in Leviticus, in the law they commanded us that such should be stoned. Such should be stoned. But what do you say? But what do you say? So many times we do this in our Christian walk. God, the Bible says this, but what do you say? What do you say? And this is what he says. So thus Jesus, test, uh, they, thus, excuse me, this they commanded. Uh, they said testing him that he might have something to which to accuse him. But Jesus stooped down and wrote on the ground with his finger as though he did not hear. That's my boy Jesus right there, all right? That's just helping me out, right? Jeremy, take out the trash. I don't know what you're talking about, you know. <laughs> as though he did not hear. So then they continued asking him, and he raised himself up and said to them, He who is without sin among you, let him throw a stone at her first. Let him throw a stone at her first. And again, he stooped down and rolled in the ground. Then those who heard it being convicted by their conscience went out one by one. Being convicted by their conscience went out one by one. Beginning with the oldest, even to the last. How many know? I like that. The, the wiser people are like, I got nothing. I'm out of here. You know, From the oldest, even down to the last. Man, and Jesus was left alone, and the woman standing in the midst, and when he had raised himself up, he saw no one but the woman. He said to her, where are these, those accusers of yours? Has no one condemned you? She said, no one, Lord. And Jesus said to her, neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. That's good news this morning, right? Ne neither do I condemn you, but go and sin no more. Then Jesus spoke to them, saying, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. Let's pray over this. We're going to have a good day, amen? So let's pray over this. Father, I thank you for your word. God, I thank you that this is a historical story of just grace over our lives. The Father, I pray as we begin to go through this message, Father, that you give us eyes to see what you want us to see today. Give us ears to hear what you're speaking to us, Father. And God, I pray we walk out of here in complete freedom. In Jesus' name, and everybody shout it. 
Amen. I was, um, I was out late one night. My, my wife went to bed, and, you know, we always try to go to bed uh, at the same time, but this particular evening, and my wife loves to sleep, right? She loves sleep, so she'll be in bed at like 8 or 9, and I just kind of wander the halls of our home and uh, figure out something to do. And so one night, I uh, was feeling not as strong as your pastor. I want to always be transparent. So I wasn't as strong this one evening. So I went in, and, and I specifically checked in on my wife, and she's laying there in bed, and I was kind of like, honey, you know, honey. She's out cold. She's out sleep. And so I had a temptation moment. I had a weak moment. So I snuck into a place that I wasn't supposed to be, a place that was completely off limits in this time of night. And when I opened the door, and I opened that door, and I took a look inside, it was a beautiful tub of chocolate chip cookie dough ice cream. <laughs> Amazing. Don't judge me. Knock it off. You've been there, all right? Jeez, don't judge me. I kid you not, I took the ice cream out, and we're supposed to be losing weight and looking fit. Took that ice cream out, said, taste and see the Lord is good, you know. <laughs> Come on, somebody. And I took that thing out, and I kid you not, I shut the door, and there's a hallways right here. So I pulled that ice cream, I shut the door, and she's standing right there. <laughs> and I went, ah! I said, babe, I'm, I'm, I'm defrosting. I'm defrosting the, the fridge. That was a few years ago. On Friday night, we went on a date. We got a, a sitter, and uh, how many know you got to keep dating your spouse? And so we went on a date. We had, uh, I went on a date with a great couple, and so we had a great dinner, amazing time. And walking back to the car, I'm going, uh, you know, I need a little, you know, ice cream or something when I get home, a little, you know, a little, little something, just a little. And we bought Halo ice cream, right, which is like 100 calories for the entire thing, so eat it, right? And so my wife, we're walking, and I told her, honey, I'm so grateful to be your husband because you bought a flavor of ice cream that you don't like. You, you bought chocolate chip cookie dough just for me. You don't like it, and so you bought it. I'm, I'm emphasizing that, right? You don't like it, so you bought it for me. So when I get home, I'm going to have some of that. It's going to be amazing. And she, her face just went, you know, like bad poker face. And I said, you had some? When did you eat it? It was two nights ago. She said, I just, I had a little bit. I said, oh, how much is a little? She ate the whole little pint, all right? It's... <laughs> but let me tell you this, folks, all right? Because two become one flesh. We're in this together. Not only did she eat it in the privacy of her bedroom, but she threw away in the bathroom trash and put toilet paper on top. Now, she's preaching for Mother's Day, and I'm prepared. I'm ready. She's going to get me back. But I say that because we were caught in the act. We were caught in the act, and we were completely guilty. In John chapter 8, there's a woman who was caught in the act. What she did was not right. She was caught in the act. And so there's so much happening in this story. I could preach a series on just what happens in John chapter 8. But a lot of times as, as, as Christians, as believers, we've got to look at the Word and say, what do you want me to take away from it? What is my takeaway from what are, what, what, what are you trying to tell me in this story? And so there's a woman who was caught in the act of adultery. And uh, even uh, Brian, our, our usher coordinator, he said, are you going to be throwing this at people? Maybe, all right? <laughs> if you're falling asleep, I might, you know, toss it at you. 
But this is a stone. And back in those days, if someone were to do something that was against the law, they would stone them. For an example, Stephen at that time, they stoned him and named Stephen because he was proclaiming the gospel. So they got upset and they stoned him to death. So here's the Pharisees and the scribes, and they catch this woman in the act of adultery. Now, back in those days, you would take the woman and the man she committed the act with, and you would bring them to the town area or the town square, and you would stone them to death by law. And so they would stone them, all right? Back then, you didn't want to get stoned. All right. You didn't want to get stoned to death. So here's the context of the story. They bring this woman out by herself and throw her at the feet of Jesus, and they said she was caught in the act. She is completely guilty. We are going to stone her to death according to the law of Moses. What do you say? What do you say? And that's when Jesus says the famous words, he who is without sin may cast the first stone. May cast the first stone. So I have two things I want to share with you today. We have two choices to make in our everyday life because we have to take this story and say, how does this work for my Monday? How does this work for the rest of my week? And so we have two choices to make today. We can either destroy or we can restore. We can destroy or we can uh, restore. So in John chapter 8, verse 6, they said to Jesus, and here's the words, they put testing him that they might have something which to accuse him. Something which to accuse him. How many know Jesus, when he was on this earth, he was blameless and he was holy and he was without blemish. Amen? That's a great example to strive for. And so they're finding something to accuse him with. And so they wanted to trick Jesus, not to stone her, but they wanted to trick Jesus so they have something to accuse him with. They wanted to trick him so they can destroy him. So they try to find something. But I love this. I, I was reading this this week, and I'm going through the, 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 the different points, the different verses. And as I read this this week, it said they tried to test him, that they might have something which to accuse him. But Jesus stooped down, and he wrote on the ground with his finger as though he did not hear as though he did not hear. This is the big lesson for us today. What are you listening to? What are you listening to? And not just what are you listening to, but what are you responding to? What are you responding to? And so here's Jesus, and he's saying, you know what? I am not going to be quick to listen to those who are out to destroy me. That's why Avenue Church is so important i got to stress every Sunday, it's a place where you can walk in, a place where you can get built up. It's a life-giving church from the parking lot to the lobby, down the hallway, into the worship experience room. It's a place where we build each other up. It's a place that we can say, how are you doing today? It's a place to say, how can I contribute to your faith journey in Christ Jesus. So I love this, because the Bible says the devil is a roaring lion seeking to kill, to steal, and to destroy. To, to steal, to kill, and to destroy. I'm not listening to you no more. 
So they said, we're going to stone this woman, Jesus. What, what do you have to say? And this is what Jesus does. He just says, you know, I'm just, you know, whatever. I don't know what he wrote. There's lots of different speculations of what he wrote. I don't know if he wrote, like, haters, you know. I don't know if he wrote, hello, it's me, from the other side. I don't know what he wrote. Some people say maybe different sins. You know, even then, back then, there was 813 commandments, not just 10, but 800, uh, 613. And so we wrote that. Maybe he's writing some of that. But I love this. They said, Jesus, this woman, we're going to stone her. She was caught. She is guilty. What are you going to do? And he stooped down. That James tells us that's going to be our next series, that we need to be slow. We need to be quick to listen, but slow to speak. To say, God, what do I do in this situation? Maybe you're at a workplace and someone says something that just irks you. You need to kind of stoop down and say, I just need a minute. <laughs> Maybe you're driving your car and someone cuts you off and you say, I just, I need a minute. And here's the answer that Jesus gives. He who is without sin may throw the first stone. The Pharisees and the scribes had a trick question for him. Now I want you to understand, he could have said two different things. This is what he could have said. They said that if he said, I am a friend of sinners, why, why, why kill her so early in the morning? Let's, 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 let's do it later. Let her go home. They could have said that he was speaking against the law, and they could have arrested him. Well, Moses said we're supposed to do this, and you said don't do it, so we're going to arrest you. We have something to accuse you of. The second thing he could have said, he said, okay, guys, you're right. You know, I'm old, and you're right. You guys are correct. Law of Moses, it's the Bible, you know, it's the old school, and you're right. Let's stone her to death. According to the Romans, they were the only ones with the authority to say, we are going to kill someone. We're going to stone that individual. So they're supposed to take her to the Roman court and say, she is guilty. They say, yes, she is guilty. Therefore, we're going to stone her. So if Jesus would have given the order, he would have been out of order, and they would have arrested him. So instead, he gives this answer that no one thinks about. He who is without sin among you, let him throw the first stone first. There's another time where the Pharisees try to trick Jesus. They came to him and they said, hey, there's, there's literally all these different commandments. There's a, a total of 613. They said, Jesus, which one is the greatest? A lot of times we ask Jesus that question, don't we? Like, okay, there's like a lot of bad stuff. Like, which one's the, the worst? So I don't do it. And the Pharisees said, which one's the greatest? And Jesus said, there's, there's, there's 613, there's the Ten Commandments. This is his answer. He says, to love the Lord, your God, with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul. And second, even to go even further, is love your neighbor as you love yourself. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. And there the Pharisees, the scribes are going, dang it, you know, I can't get them. I can't trick them. Because he wasn't concerned about the law because he came to fulfill the law. He was concerned about people, about grace, about mercy. So not only were they trying to trick Jesus, but they're trying to destroy a woman. They're trying to condemn a woman. They caught her in the act. Now, I'm a parent. I got a five-year-old, and I tell him, if you do something wrong, 
All right? You'll get in, how you explain that, right? You'll get in less trouble if you just come and tell me the truth. And you repent and you say, Dad, I did this wrong. I'm sorry. You're still going to get in trouble, all right? But if I catch you in the act, you are mine, right? I will. I won't destroy you, right, because I'm a loving parent, you know. Because I'm more concerned about the motive of the heart. But God is not that way. Jesus doesn't say, if I catch you, you're going to get in more trouble. Our Savior doesn't work that way. Our Savior is saying, I bought you with a price. I want to take you from death, and I want to take you into life. Now, here's people that were living in death. And Jesus said, I've come to fulfill the law. I paid the penalty for the law. The law is too great, therefore I bought it. I purchased it so that we can cross over to the other side, into a side of life, into a side of light. You see, many of us feel this way. Condemnation means you are guilty and you can never change. You are guilty and you can never change. But many feel this way. The judge has given us a not guilty charge yet we still walk into the jail cell. We still say, I am so guilty. And Jesus is saying, I have a gift for you. Accept the gift of Jesus, the gift of salvation. And you can go to a glorious place called heaven. Amen? Amen. So she said, Jesus said, has no one condemned you? She said, no one, Lord. He said, neither do I condemn you. Romans chapter 8, verse 1, it says, there is therefore no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Who are in Christ Jesus. Romans chapter 5, verse 16. After Adam sinned once, he was judged guilty. But the gift of God is different. God's free gift came after many sins, and it makes people right with God. It makes people right with God. So that leads to my second point. Point number one is what? It's destroy. But point number two is restore. It's restore. Another translation said that they took the woman and they threw her at the feet of Jesus. They chucked her at the feet of Jesus. I love that when it comes to restoration, that many didn't know that they were throwing her to the safest place. That whatever the enemy tries to do, God's going to say, gotcha. That she is at the safest place at the feet of Jesus. That the penalty's been paid. That Jesus came and he died on the cross. At Avenue Church, we will bring people to the feet of Jesus. We will say, she was caught in the act, but there's a Savior who paid the price. At the feet of Jesus is where we always need to be. At Avenue Church, we want to make a way for people to know Jesus and to experience new life. And Jesus said to her, neither do I condemn you, but go and sin no more. Go and sin no more. So when Jesus stood up, they were all gone. And Jesus is the only man that was without sin He who without sin may cast the first stone. So here's Jesus, our Savior. He is without sin. He has every privilege. He can stone her if he wanted to because he was without sin. But he says to her, neither do I condemn you, but go 
and sin no more. No more are we longer defined by our sin. No longer are we defined by our addictions. No longer are we defined by what we do, but it's who he is. That greater is he that is in me. But he said, sin no more. See, when Jesus was asked, hey, Lord, what's the greatest commandment? What's the greatest one? I mean, like, like, like adultery, is that, is that the greatest one? And Jesus says, love the Lord with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul. You see, I love my wife very much, all right, with all my heart, with all my... But in my love for my wife, I don't walk around every day and go, am I going to commit adultery? Am I going to screw up? Am I going to mess up? No, it's because I have a love for my wife. You see, whatever you feed begins to grow. Whatever you feed begins to grow. So I choose to feed my love for my wife. Because if I love Jesus with all my heart and with all my soul, I'm going to love my wife more than I can love my wife. I hope you catch that. So with Jesus, there's 613 commandments. Let's say there's 10 commandments. Thou shalt not steal. Well, I love the Lord thy God with all my heart, with all my mind, with all my soul. I'm not going to take things from people. Because if God loves people, I love people. I'm not going to destroy people. I'm going to restore. That in my love and relationship for Jesus, that is why if we're on the side of death, and we go into the, the side of life, the gospel takes us and doesn't make a bad person better or good. gospel takes us from death into a state of life, into, into the light. That when we go from here to here, it's not because of behaviors, not because of change, but it's because of love. That love keeps no record of wrong. That when Jesus was left alone, the woman was standing in her midst. I don't know about you and I, but I have often found Jesus when it's just he and I. When it's just him and I. No distractions. Even last week I said a statement, whatever you focus on, everything else becomes blurry. So here's this woman. She's caught in the act of adultery. But Jesus said, I need you to go and sin no more. Listen to me. When he was one-on-one -on -one with her, he didn't condemn her, but he set her free. He didn't condone adultery. He didn't say, oh, that's fine. You can go and continue adultery. But what he was saying was that I have a love for you, and I want to take you from death into life. Just like the woman at the well, he came to her and said, you have uh, five husbands, and you're with a sixth man now, but I'm the seventh man. I'm here for completion. I'm here to restore you. I'm here to make you better. Go and sin no more. See, no one is beyond salvation. No one is beyond salvation. Jesus desired to give her an out that she didn't deserve. But let me tell you this. He who was out sin may cast the first stone. Then those who heard it, being convicted by their conscience, went out one by one, beginning with the oldest, even to the last. When I read this, I thought the greatest tragedy wasn't a woman getting caught. The greatest tragedy wasn't 
These Pharisees come in and say, let's stone her. But for me in this story, the greatest tragedy is that there were men that felt conviction by Jesus, but they walked away. But they walked away. See, condemnation means you are guilty and you could never change. Conviction means that we have some areas in our lives that we need to change. Will you give it to God? Will you say, I surrender? And these men walked away in their conviction, but they never accepted the gift. They had an opportunity to receive a free gift of salvation. When my son was about two years old, we used to make it, I'm closing now, so worship team coming up. My son was about two years old, and we used to like to build blocks. Remember that, honey? We used to do blocks, and these big old blocks. For, so we got these big blocks. I really wanted to get into Legos early, but you know, we didn't want him to you know, choke and all that. So we got these big blocks as well. And so we're putting these blocks together. And as a two-year-old, two, one or two, he would come up to these blocks, and he would wait for me to build up this tower. And when I built that tower up just high enough, not very high, like I wasn't done yet, he watched me build the tower, and he would go, boom, and destroy it. Now, that was cute the first time, right? Oh, <laughs> so cute, right? All right, let me do this again. Let me build a tower. If the tower would get a little bit higher, he'd look at it, just wait, right? He would just wait, and he'd get all excited, you know? I'd build that tower, and he would come up, and he would go, boom, blocks everywhere. And I'm going, okay, that was fun, but let me make it taller, son, because I'm your dad, and I know best, right? Let me make it taller. Let me build this up so I could finish it. But the more and more I begin to build, the more and more my son began to destroy. We have a choice to make today. That when Jesus looked at Peter, he said, you're the rock, and upon this rock, I will build my church. So we have a choice to make today. We can be a restorer and the builder of people, or we could stone and destroy people by our words, people by our actions. And when Jesus said, you're the rock, and upon this church, upon this rock, I will build my church. You see, the church is not just a building. The church is the body of Christ. That will we build each other up, or will we destroy one another? Isn't that good? You guys are a little quiet today, all right? Amen. But I just begin to write this message. I begin to realize how many times we try to build ourselves up. But how many people begin to knock us down? The more and more we try, I say, God, I'm doing all that I can to grow my relationship. I'm doing all I can to do all the right things. But I keep getting destroyed. I need to take and I keep crumbling. There are some actions that we need to take in our life. That the first thing that the Pharisees did to this young lady was that they took her out and laid her at the feet of Jesus. That's step one. But then step two was her to feel that there's no condemnation in Christ Jesus. And then step three was to sin no more. But it all depends on who you hang around with. It all depends who you surround yourself with. I said this before, but show me your friends and I'll show you your future. 
That, that's why groups are so important to us. Then Galatians chapter 6, verse 1, it says, Dear brothers, if a Christian is overcome by some sin, you who are godly should gently and humbly help him back into the right path. Help him back into the right path, remembering that next time it might be one of you who is in the wrong. It might be one of you who is in the wrong. As a Christ follower, my wife preached in the Good Samaritan a few weeks ago. As a Christ follower, I could look at someone and say, I, I could either choose to judge you or I could choose to love you. I could choose to destroy you or I could choose to restore you. Now the Bible says from Christ follower to Christ follower that I could look at the tree and see its fruit. So judgment with love is called sharpening. Hey, you got this area in your life. We've known each other for a while. We've been to groups for a while. But let me sharpen you. Let me help you. Let me use this stone and iron sharpens iron. How can I make you better? You know what? I have an area in my life. Will you sharpen me? Will you help me? And every single week in a group, can we build each other up? Can we help each other? Can we be there for each other? Can we stand in the gap for one another? Can we build his church in Jesus' name? And that's the entire reason why we have groups. I encourage you, for some it's a Bible study. For some it's just golf. For some it's coffee. And for some going through curriculum, helping their marriages. And we're all over the city. Why? Because we want to use this church to build people. Not use people to build a church. And I want to ask you this morning, I'm so grateful for every single person that is here today. I'm so grateful for what God is doing at Avenue Church. And we are going to continue to do grill and chills. We're going to continue to do outreaches and events. But my priority today is to get you into a group, get you doing community and life with one another. So we bow our heads, close your eyes, because for many of us today, we got to take that step. And so we're going to have growth track next week. And for some, your next step is going into growth track. It's learning step one on May 7th after the worship experience. But as well, for many today, your step can be, I'm living in condemnation. I'm living in shame. I can't get set free. I'm caught in the act. But Jesus is saying, nor do I condemn you, but I've given you life and life more abundantly. Go and sin no more. Come and be a part of the body of Christ, whether it's at Avenue Church or another life-giving church. But my intent for you today is to surround yourself with others to grow in your relationship with Jesus. So with every head bowed, every eye closed, if you're here today, you've been living in guilt and shame and condemnation and you want to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, I want you to raise your hand. Just raise a hand for me today. 
Look at those hands. Come on, look at those hands. And I want to pray over you today. Because that was a lot of hands that went up. But we're going to pray a prayer today. And that means Jesus has set you free. And we're going to walk out this journey together. With every head bowed, every eye closed, I'm going to pray. Dear Jesus, I thank you for every hand that was up today. Now, Father, I pray in Jesus' name that you begin to help us realize that we no longer live in condemnation, but we live in freedom. Now, Father, I pray in Jesus' name, I'm so grateful that you took a woman by the hand and you said, neither do I condemn you, but go and sin no more. So, Father, today we confess our mouths that you are Lord of our lives. We ask you to repent of our sins and say, will you forgive me and give me the courage, give me the strength to sin no more. In Jesus' name I pray, amen and amen. Amen. I want you to come on. So right now, I want you to jump on your phones. We're going to do worship in a minute. But I want you to go to avenuechurch.cc forward slash groups. And I want you to sign up. You can RSVP for a group. And we have 12 groups that you can sign up for. So this is your challenge today. This is your altar call today. Is that during the song, I want you to sign up for a group. And I want you to get connected. Thank you for listening to today's message. If you'd like to know more details, you can visit our website at avenuechurch.cc or follow us on social media at Avenue LV Church. Thanks for coming. We'll see you next week.